The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figured I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. We really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. Do you want to learn real estate? We got that. Do you want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Savy? We got that. Do you want travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. Do you want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray. D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne. A-N-E-T-A. B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we are into and you can find a link to all of those playlists in the description box below. This may be your first time here and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 120. Okay, this podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is Tuesday, July 5th. It is 4.06 p.m. So we're back on Tuesday, a little later than normal, but we're getting back to our regular schedule programming. Okay, so before we get into the actual... uh, podcast for all the newcomers here who don't know i like to start off the podcast with screen time and that's everybody's favorite time okay everybody loves screen time uh and the reason i do that is because i know that if i am not taking advantage of my phone then my phone is taking advantage of me so i need to get on top of that because I feel like if I'm going to become a billionaire, one of the things I really need to manage is how I spend my time. And if I can look at my phone and check how I'm spending it, then I can manage it a lot better. Feel me? So, all right. Last week, I was on my phone for an average of nine hours and two minutes each and every day. Okay. The day I used my phone the most was Monday for 13 hours and 20 minutes and five hours of that was used on Waze. I'm not sure where I was going on Monday, but I was using Waze. I think that's when I went to Philadelphia. Pretty sure. Um, So that was 13 hours. Now, the week before that, which was a crazy week, I was on my phone for an average of 11 hours a day. So I went from 11 hours to nine that week. And for the last couple of days, I've been on my phone for less than seven hours, six and a half hours a day. All right. Um, Last week, my most used app, if you had to guess, I know if we've been here, you already know, it's YouTube. 
Second is Instagram. And then third is Google Maps. I was on YouTube for 25 hours in that week. If I do the math on that, that would be what? Um, about three and a half hours a day on YouTube. Could be a lot. Could not be a lot. I don't know. 10 hours a week on on Instagram. That's less than two hours a day. So I guess that's decent, right? Um, I feel like for a person who was born in 1994, I feel like this is not crazy. For I feel like it's, it's definitely going in the right direction. Like I said, that was last week. This week had three hours down from that time period. Um, so I picked up an average. I picked up my phone on average 104 times per day. That is a lot higher than normal. That's actually really funny. Uh, my first use app after pickup is YouTube, then Instagram, then my messages. And the reason I personally think that my pickups were a lot higher than normal is because I've been making an effort to try and respond as quickly as possible to all YouTube comments. So I think that that has something to do with it. That's my that's my assumption. Um, yeah, because I know when I was commenting on people's stuff, I'm like, hey, why you never responded yet? So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try and have that same energy as me, the person now who has the YouTube channel, to comment back as fast as I can. So what was your uh, screen time for last week? Seven hours and seven minutes. Wow. So I'm up. Up 9% from the week before. The week before I was at six hours and 33 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple guesses, but okay, so last week I was on Instagram for 13 hours as my number one app, then TikTok for eight and a half hours as my number two app, and then Google Maps for five and five hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, and I had an average of 128, uh, 26 pickups, which is down. Down. 17. That's down. That's a lot. It's down over 10%. That's a lot. The week before, I had over 1,000 pickups for the week. This week, um, last week, I had 882 pickups. So uh, I'm down yeah. 20%. Only. I just want to say that uh, it seemed like you used Instagram more than me last week, Melissa. What's, yeah, what's going on? You want to know why? Okay, I can tell you why. Okay, let me hear this. Um, this probably. I don't want you to be addicted or nothing. I don't want you to be addicted. Huh? I don't want you to be addicted or anything like that. This probably fits into the life update, but I took a digital marketing course, mm-hmm. a forty-hour course on Instagram in three days. On Instagram. So while I was doing the course, I was on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> while I was but why was you on TikTok? Because TikTok is too immersive. Instagram is like. TikTok will keep me interested and I will not pay attention to what I'm doing. Mm. Instagram is more like uh, like commercials for the brain. Uh, if that makes sense. That's funny. That should be one of their uh, slogans. Commercials for the brain. Instagram. Like, that's By it meta. It's not, it's not really showing me anything. Mm-hmm. Might, might see somebody cooking or some candles or something. TikTok is more immersive. That's why I can't do TikTok all day. Mm. Mm, okay so uh, where will i start off for last week um all right i think first things first uh we're gonna do a house update um just to you know get that out the way where are we with the house so concrete was finished in the backyard so we have brand new concrete i post a picture of the concrete um yeah i know last week maybe over the last two or three weeks i have been talking about the water issue in the basement 
and we went deep into it last week and maybe a couple weeks before that as to why there was water in the basement and we thought or we believed that one of those reasons is because of a drain in the backyard so that drain was removed and a new one was put in still no rain leader was put there but that part of it that there is new concrete and there is instead of having just dirt back there there's concrete so i think that helps somewhat there were holes that were all in the kitchen okay those are all fixed all the holes in the kitchen are done they've been painted over so that's great now i'm gonna read some text messages that i've exchanged today with my contractor and i just kind of give you guys an update and a thought process of what i'm what i'm thinking about with this whole um is our interaction okay so one thing this is not a, i'm not reading a text message yet i think didn't get that part but over the last couple of days he's been on vacation or something well, actually for like a week and a half almost two weeks he has been on vacation so i have been asking multiple times for different things for the house and the two weeks he was gone i think the only thing that got done was concrete and paint and in my head that's not a lot like that stuff the days that it was done took one day and it wasn't even the whole day. So for me, if you're gone for a week and a half, two weeks, more things should be done in the house other than just those two things. So that's my issue, right? So I've been asking over and over again, like, hey, what's coming up next? What do we have planned for the week next? What's going on? And he had kept saying things like it's scheduled. We have this is scheduled for next week. This is scheduled for this weekend. That's scheduled for that day. So at this point, uh, I've been having a conversation with different people, Melissa, Tori, um, family members, and it's more about it myself. It's more about holding him more accountable to the things that he said he's going to do and things that should be done. So now he's telling me that he has a schedule for these things. People already plan to come. So I said, okay, I want to know the exact days and times that they're supposed to be there because I want to see them and meet them. I have still to this day yet to get that information so that I've been asking for that probably since like Thursday or Friday. Right. And each time it's either a, I don't get an answer or it's believe me, I'm on it or it is they're on their way right now. Right. But I've never gotten they're going to be there on the third from 10 o'clock to four o'clock. I don't get that. Right. So that's also problematic to me. It shows me how he's not on top of his business. That's pretty much what it shows me. I can't really do much now just because of where we are at in a project. You know, it's just kind of how it goes, but I am taking note of these things. So now I'm gonna go and read the text messages that we had over the last couple of days. On Thursday, I said, what days are the work for this weekend and next weekend scheduled for? That was on Thursday at 5.15. At 6.20, he says, I am waiting for concrete response. So I don't hear nothing for the whole day. Next day, I say, what about everyone else? At 7.24 a.m., no response. So Saturday, I say, what days are the workers scheduled for? He said, this week after the holiday. I said, you told me that concrete and gutters were already scheduled for this weekend. I want to know the date and time they are scheduled for this week. This was Saturday at 9.44 p.m. He says, his car got stolen Friday. That changed the picture for the weekend. Believe me, I am on it. All right. So I respond and I say, 
This is Sunday at 7.57 a.m. It has nothing to do with believing you or not. If you're telling me they are already scheduled, I want to know the dates and times they are scheduled for. He responds and says, he's loading the concrete bags as we speak. He will be at the house in the next hour. They are there. Expect the alarm. I said, okay, it's disarmed. So that was Sunday at 7.57 a.m. And then at 3.55 p.m. on Sunday, I say, what time are they leaving? I get a picture of the backyard concrete being finished. That is done. Right. So we kind of go back and forth. Now, I guess people who are into um, renovations, I'll put a picture up of this because maybe I could explain this to me. I have kind of gotten different answers from different people. Um, but in the picture, you guys can see that the concrete where it meets the siding, there's, to me, it seems like there's a gap. Right. So I'm kind of like, hey, is there something supposed to be there because of water? is going to the basement from back here. So should there be something that's in that spot? So I said, I don't see anything where the siding and concrete meet to prevent water from going into the basement. He says the concrete, okay, just text me again. He said, uh, he said the concrete is pitched to the floor drain. The roof will drain there directly. I said that was, that was on Sunday, right? So then today I said, what is the schedule for this week? I gave him a list of all the things that I know of that should be done. Those lists or on that list, it says. <laughs> Faucet not connected. Dishwasher not connected. Outlet covers. Kitchen holes. Countertop oiled and sanded because of mold. Holes in downstairs bathroom. Junk removal from living room. Finish painting on the second floor on a bathroom wall, exposed brick, HVAC system, and the rain leader, oh, and the appliances, right? So he responds, you never sent me the Venmo, and we have a balance of $11,000. I'm gonna need at least half of that and that Venmo if you want it done this week. I'm not staying in empty pockets after this house is done. Don't really know what that means. Didn't like it. He says, when can you meet slash send the Venmo? The paint in the counter will be finished today. Venmo total was $405, never received. Also, did a downspout for the bathroom. I'm in a meeting, that's when I called him, because he had called me, I called him back. He said, I'll call you in an hour. I'm gonna meet the painter there. Disarm, please. I said, what else is getting done today besides painting? He said, countertop and the holes in the bathroom. I said, how are they going to fix the mold? Because y'all know they let water get on our butcher top countertop, butcher block countertop, excuse me. And now there seems to be some type of mold on the top of it. Um, he said they are going to clean it and sand it. And the rain leader will also be installed today. I asked, is the stuff in the living room being removed today also? He said, I can have it removed tomorrow morning. Then he says, can I get a check tomorrow? I needed to install the HVAC. I have them ready, right? sends me a picture he says you can arm it which means i could put the secretion system back on then he texts me this is uh at 3 42 p.m i need to know how we can move forward so as i'm doing a podcast as i'm reading this text message he's texting me some more he says plumbers on the way in 15 minutes please disarm last time he left because police arrived right now yeah remember Maybe y'all don't because some of y'all may be new. We had this situation last week or the week before where I said to him, because he's on vacation, and I'm like, hey, 
someone's at the house. I'm not getting any information about what's going on. It would be in your best interest to let me know when someone's coming to the house because if I don't know who's coming, I'm the police going to get called. I'm not going to tell them I know who that person is. So if they get arrested, that's not on me. And I'm like, would you really want to put your uh, people in a situation where they could get arrested? You don't want to do that. But if you don't remember, his text was to me, uh, maybe I'm paraphrasing a little bit. It was something along the lines of... I'm abroad. The painter's coming. I'm going back to bed now. Right? Something like that. And I was like, wow. So you don't care at all about what happens to your people. So now, mind you, I'm just now finding out that he knows that the police came. Because I didn't know that I didn't know about this in, until right now. Like, bro, you can't, you can't, how you run a business like this? Like, you can't. This was my problem before. And he's, was he, this probably was he gonna tell me too. The reason the plumber didn't do what he did. What was supposed to do before because the police came and it's like bro for two weeks you could have had him come back you could have told me that he was going to be there nothing no information was given to me about the situation and now because of that we have to wait longer to get stuff done for the house and he wants money so it's like bro how are you going to want more money and things not getting done so now this is where i give my thoughts on the whole situation right i am definitely annoyed by this i would say i'm annoyed it's because it's it's, an, it's annoying i feel annoyed because his attitude of being nonchalant and lackadaisical is causing the project prog, the project to drag out longer than it should from a time ago, I posted on a podcast, one of the titles was The House 99% Done. The house should have been finished that week. That might have been two, if not three weeks ago at this point, right? So now he's trying to tell me the house still won't be finished this week if I don't pay extra money. And I'm like, up to this point, right? Up to this point, he has been paid at least $120,000 at, at the minimum. And you're telling me that you you had with, with the hundred and twenty thousand dollars we've paid you, it was not enough to have the HVAC installed. That text or that line that he sent about his pockets being empty or something to that effect. I think what he's trying to say is he thinks that I'm gonna stiff him for the house if he does the work. That's what I think he's trying to say, but. It can be either that or it's possible that he doesn't have the money to do it himself. Now, I it's, I believe that is a less likely option. The reason I say that is because I feel as though if he's doing this in multiple, in multiple locations or has been doing this for several years, over a decade, I think that he should be able to have half of $11,000 to spend on a project that he has already going, like already been doing for like 99% of the job or whatever. So it would be tough for me to believe that he does not have the money himself to cover the cost and then get reimbursed for it. That would be a tough thing for me to see. It's possible, though. But I think it's more so of like, hey, I don't want you to run off with this after I pay you after, you know, it gets done. Either way, both of those things are to me. I don't care because with 120 K. HVAC should be installed like they put the duct work in for the HVAC and did not put in the the. What is it? The what is they didn't put in the the boiler and the fans that go outside. 
I believe those two things are not installed in the house. I think no water heater is there and no boiler. And because I'm new to this, I honestly wasn't even sure. I thought that that was already installed. I thought the water heater and the boiler kind of were the same thing. I guess they're not. At this point, like I said, it's it's just very annoying because one, we're broke. That's probably that's one of the things that really is stressing everything out. It's like we have no money, but we are so close to getting over this hump and he is dragging his feet, going on vacation, not communicating to us. It's like, bro, we going through it. You could just get this thing done. And we could have it on the market, have people come in looking at it. Now, the thing that either bothers me the most, too, is because we we had people going there last week for staging. And they were kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll come back when the house is more or less close to being done. Pretty much what they were alluding to is the fact that the living room, I'll put a video up and a picture of it up too, has so much stuff in the living room that I don't even know if they're using any. It's just stuff sitting there. And I'm like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they scratched the floors with that stuff that's sitting in there. Like if they scratched the floors, there's paint on the floors. It's like, come on, what do y'all do? Why would y'all leave this stuff in the living room? Right? But he was kind of just like, yeah, we can't really kind of, you know, do what we do while stuff is here. I'm like, okay. So that's why I'm being more adamant about having those things removed from the living room. Um, so as far as we are with the house, I think that's, like I said, honestly, HVAC is uh, HVAC is probably the last thing we need in the house, if we're being honest. Like, every, other than what I named on that list, HVAC is pretty, I'm pretty sure at the top of that list. Um... But yeah, babe, what, I'm curious. What do you, how do you feel? What are your opinions on the house? Because I think in the next two weeks, I hope, let me put it that way, we should be finished. So I think that everybody will love an update from you before we finish as to how you feel about what we're going through. How I feel about what we're going yep, through. Yep, how you feel, which, what your thoughts are on everything. This point, Every, this everything. This is what you. I am depressed. Mm -hmm. You can put an image of the anime characters okay. that you feel like I look like around the house. That is me. Okay. All the time, ninety nine percent of the time, I can't eat the. F the only thing that I really need in life for happiness mm -hmm. is food. I can't even eat the foods <laughs> that I want to eat. We are losing weight because we have no money. Like I need y'all to understand, we are losing <laughs> weight because we don't, we cannot afford our snacks. Like there's a there's a type of depression where you can kind of like make yourself feel better with food. Mm -hmm. I feel like we was there for a little bit. We lost so much money that we cannot even enjoy our <laughs> It's literally, this, this is heading into starvation right now. Yeah. I'm going to touch on that in a second, too. But keep going. Whatever you're... Oh, you're going to touch on that? Somewhat. But yeah. Okay. So, I just... And I'm saying that to say how far-reaching this house has eclipsed just daily life. Like, I can't see... You can't hang out with your friends, your family. <laughs> like, it's really... Like, I don't really... I don't think... I don't know if it's if it's understood how how much it affects. Like you, you really gotta think. Damn, can I even afford to to go to X Y and Z place because gas is sky high? This that like everything takes money. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? <laughs> I just got like this little depression. Oh. <laughs> um. So. How do I feel about the house being done? I won't really feel anything until it's done. Mm -hmm. Because um, even when it's done, I don't even know necessarily how happy I will feel 
just because of how deep of a hole we're in mm-hmm. because if we pay back everything that we owe how much money will we have left when you say pay back what does that mean like, like the people that for the house like what do you mean i don't know what you mean by that i mean like behind car payments <laughs> rent uh, easy pass like all of that <laughs> i'm listening Keep that's not that's not things that i think that those are things that can't even be paid for once the house is. that's not true we could definitely rent no absolutely not uh we could definitely pay for the car for the car stuff that could be paid for okay um easy pass yeah honestly yeah easy pass tickets yeah. um yeah tickets for sure and definitely car stuff mostly um I guess to continue off and what I was saying until the house is completely finished I really don't know um, how to feel I guess I feel a bit better after hearing what Donovan just said because like I said I thought that we wouldn't even be able to pay for those little things um, and still be able to afford to move but Yeah, it's one of those things where I'll believe it when I see it. I believe it when, <laughs> when, when I see. I'll believe it when I get the check. Because even once the house is finished being renovated, there's still things that have to that we have to kind of still be on edge about. So an example would be the fact that um, the basement was previously leaking. So even though we have the gutter system and all that stuff that's supposed to help with that and prevent that from happening, let's say that it rains while we're having an open house or something like that and they see water in the basement for whatever reason, if it's not, if like, let's say that that's not the source of the problem because you can only fix what you think the problem is. Does that make sense? If we think the problem is the gutters and it's not the gutters, we won't know until it rains again. Um, So it's just one of those things where it's like, until the house is done and the check has been deposited and the designated people that need to be paid back is paid back i will not rest i will not feel secure i will not i will i will just be living the life like any day they could they could take our car any day the marshals could be up in here any day (laughs) like it's just we just waiting at this point it's a matter of time um but i do think that this is probably the most interesting the most yeah the most interesting part of my life that i've ever experienced so i don't know i don't (laughs) hopefully you know we won't have to live through something like this again but it's it's very interesting to be in this place and kind of like just get through it because like i said anything can happen at any time anything and you just, and that's why everything is so funny at this point. Like if, if you were to say a meteor had, God forbid, fell and hit Philadelphia, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. The house just finished. Of course, a meteor just fell out in the sky and hit Philadelphia. Like it would just be like, wow, okay, <laughs> what's next? But um, I guess a couple things that I learned from this experience. I think this is one of the hardest and longest things that I've ever done in terms of like how much we had to overcome to get to this point 
like it and still manage other things outside of it i feel like it's it's really um yeah it's a lot it's a lot like One thing that Donovan says is like, yeah, this was supposed to be a couple months, like this flip. It was supposed to be like a six month flip, half a, half a year. And we're like, now we're very much over a year, probably like approaching a year and a half. And and we did not expect it to, date, to take this long. We were not expecting to have to renew our insurance or have to pay all, like, it's a monthly interest payment that we're paying. It's just like, with no jobs. I don't even know how we did this i i can't even tell you because when the more i think about it i can't even tell you how we how we did this <laughs> it's so comical it's so unbelievable it's a perfect word to say unbelievable it's crazy yeah it was not supposed to take this long it wasn't even supposed to it wasn't even supposed to take this long in 2022 like for this year and i'm saying that to say like i don't know if we mentioned this on a podcast before but my family is having um like a party in july oh that's this month in two weeks they're having a party in two weeks and you know they're and it's in georgia and uh, it's gonna be all i have a big family so it's gonna be all my family members like family members from like jamaica like the island that had moved up here recently they're gonna be there family that used to live in pennsylvania family that live in new york are flying like my mom and my grandma everybody flying down family that is that live in florida is going to georgia like everyone is coming together and that's such a very big thing because you know when i was younger my family all lived in the same place you know as we got older everyone moved so this would be the first time in a very very long time that all of my family that used to live in the same place will not be in the same place again and you know it was it was like yeah melissa are you coming i'm like yeah of course i'll be there the house should be done in like january february i'm like i i was it's so funny because i was really talking so crazy i was like yeah why if the house isn't done by july like that don't even make sense that even makes sense the house not being done done of course i'm gonna be there of course i'm gonna be there and now we're two weeks away and we can't afford to go so it's like it's it like i said it sucks um it's unfortunate for real that the house is taking this long and especially the fact of like how much of it is like human error like i understood more towards the beginning when it was like okay we need permits we're waiting on the city it's coronavirus time so we're missing things that's more understandable but when it comes down to oh you know now we on vacation now we asking for extra money out of nowhere now we doing all this stuff and and you have majority of the money like you I'm pre at this point he has over 90% of the money that he was supposed to get for this job. Like the job should be done. The rest is like profit for him. So I think all of that sucks a lot. I think I got upset talking about it. <laughs> so I'm like, right, I was supposed to 
supposed to go to Georgia. Like, we're supposed to be with What's my family. We're supposed week. to have already been, have a 100K in our account by now. If the house was done when it was supposed to be done, we would have been done last year. We turned that money, we would have flipped that money into something else. We would have already had Airbnbs, we would have been in Atlanta, we would have been making money off of that. We would have, we would have been dealing with them. Atlanta only allows us to have two properties now. We would have been making. I mean, we'll still have to deal with it eventually, but. But I'm saying we would have been making money. Money by then. Right. We could have been like, yeah, let's time put us in something else after we would have made the money from Airbnb for a couple months. I mean, what, what they say, everything happens for a reason and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, it, it even those things don't really bring you solace mm-hmm. when you are stuck, when you feel trapped, when yeah. you feel stuck. When you, because it's like, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to get out and, and not making any traction, I'm making any ground. Like, I feel like it's so much work that we put into things and to get to where we are now, but it's, we still not even still stuck in the mud in the mud i'm underground like i don't even know where i'm climbing to right now <laughs> but um i don't want to end on that i want to end positive so yeah kumbaya and all things happen <laughs> <for a reason laughs> <and> so, <laughs> so yeah i said that that was uh melissa's take on her experience about this whole interact a whole situation um you know for me when duty calls you got to handle your business as a man right it was so far-fetched when duty calls the idea of it Taken to July. That's seven months into the year. Nephi used to so ask me. Far-fetched. He like he was like yeah, by the end of the year it'll be done. I'm like Nephi, it it will definitely be done before December. Like like Nephi December. I'm like the latest it'll do is October November. Like it's not gonna go to December. Like no. Then it was like, bruh. I'm like right. December came and we were like yeah you know what we get it we kind of close like in January we come we're pretty much there. I talked to Tori. He was like yeah I think you'll be done in August. I was like August bro. No he said June July. I was like. Come on, bro. I'm like, we be, all we got left to do is drywall, this, that, and that. That's not gonna take us five months. And if, and that's the thing too, where it's like, we literally hand delivered things. Uh, yes, lots and lots of things. Hand delivered flooring, hand delivered mirrors, hand delivered lights, cabinets, hand delivered cabinets, hand delivered appliances hand delivered so that you wouldn't so he wouldn't have to wait for things to right. get so lost. there'd be no excuse right and they were sitting in wherever warehouse this place that place sitting sitting not installed right. and you had the money like that's what is all of that all of that that's what i'm saying like when i think of the human error the human problems that brought us to where we are now, especially when we're doing everything that we can to get you what you need, and then now you not doing like that's insane. That's insanity to me. That don't even make sense. Why right. have me talking about this? I said they going so in the future they could they could look back on this moment. Um, but yeah, so that that is the update for the house. Um, let's see what else happened last week. That's pretty much. I feel like update why. Okay, so. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, and I'll talk, shout out to Sarah uh, Alaba on YouTube. Uh, last name is A-L-A-L-B-A. What? That's not right? I don't know how you said it. Alaba? Alaba? That's not it? I didn't hear how you said it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because uh, two things. I guess three things, right? So, um, I had decided last week, right? Um, I think... Just, as y'all heard throughout this whole house process, things have just be got 
have gotten to a point where it becomes annoying and it's like repetitive. And I've talked about this before with a, it's a personality trait of me, of my own, where I don't have the, it, it's hard to say this, but like I, I don't feel like I have that drive sometimes, right? Um, and I always, uh, what is it called? I can't think of what it's called, but I'm, I'm a cool guy, put it like that. So my personality is very nonchalant. I'm very just laid back. I don't really care about a lot of things, things, unless it really gets to a, like a really high bubbling point. I'm really just like, whatever. Um, and I can see how that can be detrimental um, in certain instances because I'm like, ah, I, you know, I just, that's like, ah, it's not that big a deal. That's kind of how I am. Right. Um, and I've always seen that people who are very insecure have a drive that I don't have. And I think that sometimes their insecurity protects them from, it's weird where it's like, they would rather look crazy i mean i think it's different for each person but for for example um there are certain people who like i'll I'll use alex for example alex from mosey he talks about how a lot of his drive comes from trying to prove to his dad that he's worthy and that he's worth it and that you know everything he's doing is um it means something right he's always trying to prove to his dad that he's an important person or whatever the case might be I don't have that because for me, I don't care. That's always been my, like, if you think that about me, then you do. If you don't think that about me, I don't really, I, it doesn't bother me one way or the other. Um, and if it does start to bother me, I can easily go, yeah, I just stopped talking to you. I just, I really just don't care. Like if you are trying to attack me, I easily just put that into a boat of, yeah, it is what it is. That, that's how you feel. I can tell the only reason you would try to attack me is because you're insecure about something. If I'm doing nothing and that bothers you, to me, that reads insecurity in the other person. So what I meant by the insecurity protects people is that he would, to prove his dad wrong or to, to make his dad see him in a different light, he will probably lose friends He'll probably lose other family members, co-workers. People don't want to talk to him because he's so driven at going, hey, dad, look at this. Look how great I am. Look how great I am. His dad goes, yeah, that's regular. That's nothing. He goes, what? So he'll go out and try and prove it. I don't have that. Like, I don't have that push to prove people a certain thing or whatever. Right. So I talked about a couple of weeks ago where it's like, okay, I think it comes. I try to put it in a pride category as opposed to insecurity category because i think for me personally it allows me to rewire my brain to try and push more towards that so a small example and i think this is this goes back to what to what i saw sarah say in one of her videos where it's like okay I know I can do this thing. And her video, I believe she said she knows she could lose weight because she's done it before or it was a certain diet or something like that. For me, in my particular example, it was basketball. So I know I can hit this shot. I know I can score on this person. I know that this person can't guard me or whatever the case might be, right? So for me, it's like, I know the person can't guard me. If they talk shit to me, it's like, okay, I score, but I don't have that need to score every possession after possession after possession time after time after time i've already proven my point but there are certain people who have that 
no i i proved my point i want to make sure that i i put you in the ground like i want to make sure that you know there's no possibility of you thinking that you're better than me right and to me i always try to stay away from that because i feel like that gives the power to the other person to be able to dictate what makes me worthy or not right so if let's because this, this is what people will do and i've seen this this, this is what people will do Let's say that I score on somebody, right? I can beat them 10 times in a row, 15 times in a row, 20 times in a row. And they'll go, well, I'm better than you still. Well, you know, you only beat me by eight instead of seven. Or you only won by, you know, you just barely beat me. Or that time, I, even though you won by 20 points, I still scored on you. And it's like, that, that is, what they're saying has nothing, has nothing to do with me. It has to do with them and how they feel they can validate themselves, make themselves feel better and have more pride in whatever they're doing. But there are people who, who will take that and go, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to beat you by 25 this time. And then you know what happened? The person will say, well, I bet you can beat me by 30 points. And it's like that person who's saying that now controls you because whenever they say that, they're going to keep using that to whatever you win by. Right. And again, I'm using basketball as an example. Anybody who else can use it in their own life, how they see fit, because. I had a friend, right? And we used to play 2K. And I would win in 2K very easily. And then it would just be like, well, you won because of this. And you won because of that. Play me again. Play me again. And it's like, then if I finally lose, it's like, yeah, I told you I was better than you at this. And it's like, you just lost 26 times in a row. How are you now better than me? Right? But for me, I, I'm, I can easily go, sure. If you feel like you're better than me because you won one time, by all means, right? So now, if I bring it back to a smaller level in terms of basketball, if I'm in a gym by myself, right, and I'm just practicing, shooting around, I'll take one shot, but it won't go in. I'm like, ah, I don't really care. I'm not going to make this shot. And I'll make it. And I go, yeah, see, I knew Donovan. I knew I could make this shot. What I've been working on now is saying, okay, if you can make this shot, Donovan, make it 10 times in a row. If you really feel like you're that good at what you say you are, then do this thing 10 times in a row. So for me in the past, and this has this is on so many different levels. I'm talking about in every almost every aspect of my life. I have done all the things that I have set out to do um, for the most part. I would say except probably wholesaling and like there's very few things that I've like set out to do and haven't done. And, and what I mean by that is not even in terms of accomplishment, but in terms of what I set a goal for myself. So there were times where I would say, you know what, Donovan, don't use social media for six months, right? And I would do it. There were times like, you know what, Donovan, don't talk to girls, don't have sex for five months. Just, just lock in and focus on this thing for five months, don't talk to nobody. There were times where I'm like, I remember being as a kid, I was super skinny and I'm like, I just want to be... 190 pounds be able to bench 225 and things like that and i got to that point where i can do that and for me because i know that i've done it before i always tell myself i can do it again so what happens for me is in the middle of those two times i'm usually not doing the thing i'm not maintaining the thing so once i hit that 195 or 190 weight and i bench 225 now it's like okay i've reached my goal that i set for myself I knew I could, I, I told myself I couldn't do it after all. Well, I never said that, but I tested myself to see if I could do it and I did it. So I knew I could do it. So when I let myself go, 
it's like, well, you know, I could always just bounce back and do it again, similar to where we are at right now. So physically, I am not where I was at before. And my brain is kind of always still wired to the fact of, I know if I play basketball a couple of times or a couple months or whatever, I'll lose the weight. It won't be an issue. I get my six pack back. I'll lose. I'll, I'll start being all lean. Muscles will start showing. I know that'll happen because it's happened probably 20, 30, 40 times in my life where I'm just either not get fat, but I get out of shape, go play basketball and then boom, I'm back in shape again. Right. But things like that for me bleed over into other aspects and I start to see how not having that consistency negatively affects me so other things I used to do when I was younger was I remember I used to read a lot like I used to read you know maybe a books if you said fiction no I, I don't read those no um, I would read uh, autobiographies, biographies. I would read history books. I would read um, personal development books. I would read psychology books. Um, I would read books on body language. I would just read a lot of books, right? Sometimes I read two books in a day. I just read, book in, read, read books every day. Like I would read a lot. And I had an app at that time. It was at that time it was called Oyster. I don't know if anybody ever heard of it, but it's funny because they actually like deleted it. But it was a fire app. It was like, bro, it was free books. Like the top books were just free and you could just go and find that book, but they could probably couldn't afford that. So they just, the app is gone. But I used to also write down words that I didn't know in the book. And I used to have this whole thing in my phone, like a, like a huge dictionary of words I did not know. And I would go and practice using those words. I would go out and use them in a sentence with my friends. I would use them as jokes. I would write, use them in writing and things like that on my Instagram story, not stories, but like posts and stuff like that. So for me, I'm always like, well, I'm not reading now, but I know I did it before, so I can just do it again. But I haven't done that in probably like eight years. And my mindset has always been, well, whenever I get to that point that I'm ready to start reading again, I know I can just read right up, you know, right back to it like I was before. So I started noticing a pattern where I would have that same thought process about a lot of different things. And I started realizing that the problem is not about whether I can do it or not. The problem is how long can I do it for? And I never measure my success by how long I can do something for. I measure it by what can I reach? What can I get to? And I think if you look at like somebody like LeBron James, right? I think that he at he is one of the greatest players of all time, not because he is the most skilled, but because he's played the longest. If he only if he only averaged the same numbers he's averaging right now for five years, we wouldn't even talk about him. Like it, it, we, nobody would hear about LeBron, but he's been playing since 2003. So he's been playing for 20 uh Almost 20 years he's been playing in the NBA. Doesn't get hurt. Averages good numbers. Not amazing, like, exceptional numbers anymore, but just good, average, strong numbers. But he's been doing it for 20 years. So he's probably going to be the number one scorer in the NBA. Not because he is literally the best at scoring, but because he has been able to play for so long. Same thing with Warren Buffett. It's like he just continues year after year to just get, you know, good returns. I wouldn't say he's like the best. I don't think he gets the top returns of all investors every single year, but every year he gets good returns. And then you have the compound effect where it's like, okay, 
if you keep getting good returns year after year for he's probably 90 and been doing it since he was 20 or since he was 10 it's like you you are gonna do something if after 70 years you just keep doing good every single year like it i can't see how you couldn't do well in life right so there are people probably i, I was I would, I would say for sure who probably for five years maybe even 10 years have outperformed warren buffett on investing and who, who are just blowing his numbers out he, let's say he does 20 percent year over year in terms of his return or whatever right there are people who are probably doing 40 50 64 you know five six seven years and they know what happens they fall off and now they're doing they're losing money for four five six years so while he's still going and going and going he's still maintaining to keep growing or whatever right so i say all this to say that what i've been looking at um and this is the reason i brought up sarah is because in her video she said something very similar to where it's like she knows that she can just lose the weight again or go back on this diet or you know whatever the case might be so it it, it kind of de-incentivizes consistency because you in your mind you know when i get to point a or point f i know i can just turn the switch back on which may be true but in that time in the middle you're losing a lot or i'm losing a lot of ground by leaving out all of that space by not uh applying myself in that space so over the last week i have been going to the gym right and i've been going to the gym every day i've been doing yoga every day and i've been trying to play basketball not i'm just trying to shoot around a little bit um but that one is not on my list so i made like a little list of things that i have of how many days i've done it in a row and i think i'm at eight now maybe seven and on there right now i have do my beard every day i have um i have go to the gym I have exercise slash go to the gym. I have stretch and I have uh, straighten up the kitchen, right? And for me, one of the things I had to internalize was to stop thinking about motivation because I don't know about other people, but I feel like I grew up in a time where motivation became very exaggerated and exacerbated. I feel like I remember... I don't know if I know or heard this quote. Um, if you want to be successful as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful, right? And there's a story of Eric Thomas talking about it. You could probably find that video or the line or whatever on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure I remember when it first came out. Like, I'm pretty sure I was in middle school and I heard for the first time because his he actually wasn't the person on like you couldn't see his face it was his voiceover over somebody else and the story goes that he actually was doing speeches around this time period but somebody wanted to use one of his speeches for their song or whatever and he was it was kind of like yeah okay whatever use it they put it on a song and the song the video blew up and it was just a guy like training for football and he ended up you know just the video went crazy and for me I think what happened was because that video was so motivational and it made me want to get up and do things every single day, it kind of fostered this mentality in my head that I need motivation to get things done. So at that time period, what I would do was I would listen to all kinds of motivation. I would find his videos and play them over and over again to get up out the bed. I would, if, I'm, if I'm playing basketball, I'll play his videos to just keep going, right? That's what I would try and do. And... He always had a quote. Well, he had a quote that was like, 
motivation is like a shower. You need it's something you need every day, right? And I always had to, I kind of felt like that was a a selling point, like to get people to buy into his course and things like that. But it was something I definitely internalized still at that age. So I think that people like Eric Thomas and like other people after him started like getting on YouTube, right? So now they make money off of this. Now I think for sure before there were a lot of people who were selling motivation, right? Before there was YouTube. But I think that it wasn't as accessible. And because it's so accessible, people who it's the the barrier to entry is so low, everybody does it. And because everybody does it, it's it's seen everywhere. So you go online and you start seeing all types of motivational tweets and quotes and pictures and memes and it's everywhere everybody has a a two-liner of how to get up out the bed and you know fight the wars that is inside yourself against the humanity it's all types of stuff people come up with right and i think for me what happened was i got into a mentality of motivation gets this thing done and What I've kind of been working on is saying to myself two things. Stop looking for motivation to do things. It'll come when it comes. And if it does, use it. But other than that, do things you don't want to do. Not because that's it. It's literally it. Just do me talking to myself. Like do things I want to do. Do things I don't want to do because they need to be done. And it sounds simple. And I've done it before. And that last part is the reason why so it has been so hard for me because I've done it before. I have put myself through all types of crazy stuff as far as riding a bike in the rain, uh, in the snow and storms, being injured because I'm like, you need to do this. You have to go and get to the to to work because you need to make money to do whatever you need to do. Um, whether it be dealing with girls, whether it be going to school, whether it be a lot of things, reading or working out or anything that I could come up with, I have been in times where I have pushed myself to extreme limits to get things done. But the problem is because I know I can do them, I don't do them again after I reach a certain goal. And because for me, the motivation is gone. I'm like, I reached the goal I had. And I don't have any security pushing me against somebody else. So it's like, okay, well, um, you know, hey, I reached my goal. Uh, I have no reason to go any further than this. So I'm good. I'm, I'm, I just, I hit my thing. Um, and I never think it was actually a, a, a conscious thought. It was more so of, well, I'm here and I reached it. I knew I could reach. I could do it again. Just don't keep going. Right. So on my wall behind me, I have like people's names and I have different quotes and stuff, right? Because this goes back to the motivational thing. Let's say I'm watching a video of somebody or I'm watching an Instagram story and I'm like, ooh, that they motivated me to go and like really want to get to it, right? So I write the name down, like, okay, this person. I got Mr. Beast. I got uh, Pace Morby, Alexia Wright, Lily Thompson, and I think Kanye West. Um, and in my head, I have one, but I never put it down as Giannis. And the reason I say these names is because there are there have been times where I see them and I go, they make me want to do more than what I'm doing. Right. And I put the names down with the with the idea that when I see their names, I have the motivation to do the thing. It doesn't work. 
I have I have quotes on my wall where I'm like, okay, I, I see these quotes. It's gonna make me feel the same way I felt when I wrote it down. That's not how it happens for me. And that's because I put so much weight on the feeling of motivation of feeling like, yeah, I'm ready to go attack this thing, as opposed to the feeling of how many days can you do this in a row? That is that is it. How many days can you go? And do the same thing over and over and over and over again. How many, and I think Alex talks about this in terms of thinking of things by years, where it's like, how many years can I do Duolingo in a row? Because I've done Duolingo for like six, seven, eight months, but I don't have years, streaks of it. And if I did have years, if I had been doing Duolingo from when I first started to now, I would probably be very proficient in Spanish. I started Duolingo before it was even really like popular. This is probably 2022, so probably. 2013 14 something like that i was like using duolingo and bruh if i was and i was on it heavy but i've never and in my head it was consistent because i was doing it for four months six months eight months but if i did it for five years seven years ten years it'd be different conversation um so that's something that i'm working on now and by doing that it allows me to also take more weight off myself by not having to go in the gym and lift the heaviest weight because i'm like okay my goal is not to lift the heaviest weight it's to just do this every single day and every day i'm gonna slowly do more than the day before um so that was something i was thinking about recently as far as consistency um and i guess i think i, w- I would tie that up or put a bow on it just by saying to myself that motivation for me it has little to no weight on it. Motivation is those days where you already where you already can go to the gym anyways, and now you have now you can do 120 percent in the gym, as opposed to 100 percent. Now you're like, oh yeah, I did it eight days in a row, but my ninth day I was really feeling it. It's like yeah, as opposed to doing it only when you feel motivated. Um, so. So do you feel like when it comes to doing that, do you feel like you have to go at it like 100 percent every day, or do you think more important to just be put on? getting out there just getting the thing done um so i think that for me it's about doing a thing every day that's how i look at it um i think that the most successful people i mean honestly i can't say that i was gonna say the most successful people do it 120 percent every day but this goes back into the like the opportunity cost and the risk of doing that. Because if you get injured, now you can't work out for three months or two months. So it's like you work mad hard and you're gonna lose that. Well, I'm still over here just trucking along, doing my weights, and now I've, I'm have i over here. It's, almost, it's funny because it's like the, the tortoise and the hare thing. And I think what they never talk about a tortoise and the hare is that the hare fell asleep on the race. They say it's because he was so far ahead. But it's like he could have just been tired from running that fast. And it's like they don't take that into account in a race where it's like you're going to you're going to get tired because you're putting out so much energy. Yeah. Even when I ask, too, because when I think about it myself, I'm like, yeah, you can go to the gym a lot every day. Mm-hmm. And then one of the conversations that we t- typically have is like when I go to the gym, I can't move mm-hmm. for like weeks. <laughs> and when you go to the gym, you like, yeah, you know, shooting around, you know taking my time you know do a little little something something and i'm like i'm like no i have in my head i have to do what i was doing before mm-hmm. that's what i was doing before so that's where i'm at and i can't move afterwards 
Like I literally cannot move. So I just think that um, if I had, if I took a different approach, like it's okay for me to only do maybe two exercises or do it at a lesser weight or something like that. You know, I was just thinking about that and about mm. how that fits into me not going to the gym consistently or kind of like how I approach things in general. Because like I said, I'll finish the 40 hour course in two days. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, that's it. I'm done for the week. I did everything that I could. All right, and that's like I said that this goes into something. This goes into something else I want to talk about, which is kind of weighing risk. Um, I don't think that I know how to manage the hidden cost of different activities, and one of the hidden costs, like Melissa just talked about, is if I work out every single day at full strength, I am going to like, I feel like we, as a human, I would want to say I can still keep going, but then history will show me that I can't keep going. History will show, cause this is the thing will happen, right? I'll work out for five days at my maximum strength capacity, right? And then what will happen is I may, I may be able to go into six day, but I'll tell myself I worked out mad hard yesterday. I could take a day off. Then that day turns into two days. Then the day you come back, you kind of go hard for two days. Now you off for two more days. Now last week you were five weeks. The last week it was five days in a row. This week is two days, then one break, then another two days, then one break. The next week is three days and one break, then two days, and then it's now it's not consistent anymore. Now it's like yeah, I'm my I'm, I am still sore from the day before. I can't really walk the way I want to. I, I really could. Actually, I think I do have some homework to do. I can do the homework. I already worked out and you just, those things start coming in. But it's like, if if you or if I am lifting the amount of weight that I can lift consistently, then I can do it consistently. And then when my body's ready to go up to another weight consistently, I can do that consistently. It just takes, it takes longer, but it probably also lasts longer. Um, and I, and this is nothing that annoys me about this. I would say to some degree is that Melissa and I, when we first started the bamboo project, we had a phrase and it was, it was maintain and grow, right? That was one of our phrase. That's another one. It was we consistency and it was about posting videos very frequently as you know, certain days and be consistent as possible. Right. And we was in it. We was doing it. We was on it. We were trying our best to be consistent and we were maintaining and growing. And right. Too. With the food. Right. It was a food. It was a lot of things we were on. It was like maintaining and grow and we consistency because I already know that those things bring success. However, and this is what I talked about earlier as far as the motivational stuff, they will say that these things bring success, but it's like, okay, how do I do it? What is the thing that I do to get there? I know what, how to do, I know what to do, but how to do it for me is where it's like, okay, be consistent, Donovan. Okay, I can do that. Be consistent. It's like, how do I do that? Because when the days, when I wake up in the morning, because trust me, and over the last few, the last week, I, every, probably out of the seven days I went to the gym, maybe one day didn't bother me and every other day i was in the bed just like dreading going to the gym really yes every time i i wouldn't i can dreading because i'm like i just be there just like i really don't want to go i don't want to go to the gym i don't want to go there because to me one of the reasons why because i feel like it's a waste of time because i'm not lifting crazy weight so that's one of the reasons but it's like you're just going to go, you need to go to the gym go to the gym just build the habit of going to the gym i think I think that's part of it too, where it's like, 
because I feel like both things are arbitrary, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Because even though what I think is a lot and what I think is a little, it, both of those things are what I think. Mm-hmm. It's not how my body reacts to it. It's not how, you know, it's it's not how it's supposed to go. It's just what I think. So even though I feel like, okay, I'm not doing as much work. I feel like we tell ourselves because I'm not doing my best, I shouldn't do it at all. Right. Exactly. And that's an issue because it's like you you think it's not your best, and let's say your best is like ninety, but you could be doing a calm sixty. You could be doing a fifty sixty and still maturing or still making progress. It's just not at a hundred. Right. And I think and I think that phrase too is another issue to some degree where it's like I don't want to say do your best all the time because doing your best all the time you're gonna fall like you're gonna have like you're not going to do your best all the time it's not sustainable right it's not so it's like and this is something else i've talked about on here which is why i keep bringing this up is that i've I already know these things so i will even with the podcast we talked about not the podcast but with the youtube channel we talked about we're not trying to be the top youtube channel our goal is in that our goal is to be in the middle because i already know that if we're in the middle people are going to be all the way up here they're going to fall off people are going to be under us they're going to come up to us we'll be, we'll be above them for a while then they'll be above us but if we just stay here and continue doing this slowly we'll be just fine but it's easy it's easier said than done pretty much it's pretty much the you know how it goes um so yeah, that was kind of what I want to talk about as far as consistency goes. One other thing that we saw this week, last week, we on this app called Big O. I I just want to say personally, I feel like Melissa and I be ahead of the curve all the time. This is my opinion. I don't know. That's what I say. I feel like when when Clubhouse came out, we was on it. When TikTok came out, we was on it. Shout out to Britney for that too. Which one? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Oh yeah, for Britney, she be on it too. Cause I'm like. Big O is not big. When we when I first heard about Clubhouse and TikTok, TikTok was so cringy I couldn't even watch the videos. I was just like, this shit is so bad. It's so weird on here. Like I can't watch this. Now TikTok is huge. Clubhouse, they fell off, which we talked about them falling off too. But when they first came out, like Yo, this shit is fire. We're on there for hours. We be in the car going to Philly, listening to the people talking. It was crazy. Kevin Hart was coming in there. Uh everybody was it was fire. Now it's like, uh, what's Clubhouse? Uh, now we heard we found this app called Big O, B I G O. It's almost like a a streaming, like a stream. It's like streaming, but from your phone as opposed to being on your computer. And you can donate money while people are talking. And it's 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 like a it's almost like it looks like gam- the screen looks like a gambling screen, but it's for streaming. And there are a lot of people on there like you can go on stream and have like 500 people on your stream and not even be that big so it's just one of those weird things so i don't know how they would grow it personally i just think it's interesting i think it has some potential somehow uh but you know we'll see how that goes um i actually want to talk about that i might get into that later as far as um as far as profit and capitalism i might talk about that one other thing about life update. Should I talk about that? I almost got into a fight. Why did I almost get into a fight? I don't know. I'll get into it. I, I, I'll just say this part. Of it. I'll bring up the fight thing next week. But Melissa and I talk about uh, St. SMD, right? And I always tell her, like, yo, it's crazy that people in a generation really just be saying that to each other. Like, it's, like, just be throwing that out crazy. 
and like he'd be saying it to just be saying just be saying it and i'd be like damn like wow that's crazy so i think it's it's my generation's fault that's what i think because my generation our older people might have beat us up for that my generation is not beating y'all up for that didn't i say that to you I feel like you kind of did. Yeah, and he was like, nah, it shouldn't be all us. Y'all should just know. Sure. I, right. I think, yes. And I think that it's like, like, I, I agree that it shouldn't be on us, but I think that for us, it's kind of like, like, like y'all really don't make no sense y'all be like back in my day i used to get beat up for that ain't nobody beating us up so what you want me to do i'm gonna keep saying it's i i hear you right but it's more so like because i mean i never i never got beat up for it i'm saying that i feel as though the phrase itself is such a bad phrase that people throw that word around to y'all to the old people because it's such a bad phrase because you could say it if someone will beat you up or someone will try to beat you up. You right. Get jumped. Ain't nobody jumping. Ain't nobody jumping the ten year old saying SMG. I I hit you right. They're not, and that's crazy, because it should be it should be my generation that will be beating up the kids younger than that. Like oh, what you said, bro, and then beating them up. But it's kind of like. He said the kitchen faucet is defective and has to be replaced. Okay. Um, so yeah, except to me, it's just one of those things because, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, things don't just upkeep themselves. Someone has to maintain it. Right. If no one is maintaining it. It is not going to be maintained. In my head, it's not one of those things to me. It's almost like at, at what age, at what generation does spin on somebody like become like regular? But that's a thing. I think that that's different because you're physically harming someone nah i'm telling you smd was the same as spin on somebody what you're saying okay like because you're com you're saying that it's like the same thing like it's compared it's comparable to the other but the thing is i feel like viscerally or just naturally like if you take away the connotation of things just saying smd just saying it it doesn't bring any repercussions like just naturally or viscerally. If, well, if I if I spit at somebody, and I but, but even even if I miss, it's disrespectful. So but, but so is SMD. No no no, it's because it's not the disrespect. It's it's the action. So for SMD, there's no action. It's just it's a it's just words. If that makes sense. So the words, the meaning of the words is tied to your experience, as opposed to if someone hits you or spits at you. It's like you are automatically on guard because you don't like that. But what about during sex? What do you mean? It don't it don't make people that upset during sex. So the action itself isn't necessarily that bad because people do it during sex pretty often. But I think it has to do with context. Right. But that's my whole that's exactly. So SM what context outside of so, sex does smd need to be said that's why i'm saying that it comes from the experience of the word where it's like if you where it's like okay obviously the person that enjoys it during sex has experienced it and liked it or whatever mm -hmm. and that's why they like it as opposed to if you if your experience was saying this word i don't know what sound that was she was shaking her ear against oh, the glass bro um I, 
thought she and farted. And she surprised herself. I thought she farted. I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, as opposed to the experience of saying SMD, nothing's happening to you. It's funny. No, like nothing. But who says on. it's funny? Your friends is. is but but, it's, but okay, this is what I'm. This is my point, right? So if someone says SMD in the bedroom. Uh-huh. There's no fighting happening in the bedroom. Um, sure. Okay. The same person could say SMD outside the bedroom. Uh-huh. And, and you got generation. Uh-huh. It doesn't mean nothing. Uh-huh. Okay. What I'm saying is that spitting outside of the bedroom, regardless of where it's at, is still cause for a fight. Right, because it's, I think it's because of just like when you break it down to the basic action, it's like someone just tried to throw their bodily fluids at me. I don't like that. Like, but even it, but, right, saying, even in the, right the bedroom that it can happen. Right, it's fine in the bedroom. I don't know who be spitting in the bedroom. It be happening. It happens. I, I, right, but that's a kink. I feel like that's, that's not, not a really a kink. Yeah, I mean, when you say I don't mean like. In the in the eye, I'm well but maybe. That's a, but if somebody well, does that to you, but like, I said, but I said even if, but like that, because nobody, nobody like, mm, like lovingly drooling on you when they spit at you if, angrily. It, uh, two things: if somebody drooled on me, you might still fight. Number one. <laughs> Number two, I said earlier, even if you miss, the person still want to fight because, you. Because, but but it has to do with that what you just did. Like I don't think no, like you said, no one in the bedroom going. <laughs> even if you don't do that, if if I'm talking to somebody and they go. <laughs> Just like that, and they miss. But is that what they doing in the bedroom, though? I don't think so. I don't think that's what's happening. I mean, yes, a lot, a lot of different kind of spit happened in the bedroom. They got drooling spit. You got two spit. You got a lot of spit. Like I said, that's a kink. I don't know if you could just. Start I don't think off. it's a kink. I, I mean, don't think it's a kink. I don't I, think you could just. Start you you off. say I don't think it's a kink. You say you think it's a kink. I think it is. All right. You you've done that before? Sometimes, like, a couple times. What are you talking about? I've had. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not. So, but is that something you you default to? Is that something you do? I default to? Like, like I mean, you, is it regular? Would you say that's a regular thing for you? It's not regular. Here, yeah, here's a no, 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 not. no, 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 no. The reason why I don't do it regularly is because the environment sexually has to be right for it's that. Not a regular thing to do. No, it's not regular for me to do. But trust me, if 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 I was having the kind of sex that. I did that in regularly. I would do it often, but I don't have that kind of sex often. So it's like that. That would it would. Cause think about this, right? If you're making love, you're not gonna spit in your girl face. But if you fucking the shit out of her, you might spit on her like you fucking dirty. Bitch. Like you might really go crazy. Listen, I there was a that girl. Was a thing that, but that's that's not every. That's not. But the that's not. But I, that's. I'm gonna be honest with you. As a guy that ran game. It's more common than you would think it was. And I had to learn this. And this is, I'm going to tell you about the audience too. Because listen, girls are listening. They be fake known, but they, they act like they don't know. Okay. There's one girl I was having sex with. And I remember I was, I was probably in high school. And I was learning about how to like, I think maybe girls squirt or something like that. Some type of, something, something related to sex, right? And the dude was like, listen, you got to say, you got to say these words. But you got to say it with some bass. You can't say it. You can't stutter. You got to make sure that you're ready to say it. So I said... Who's my dirty little bitch? And then she repeated the sentence back to me. Right? And I was like, oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I was like, why would you say that back? <laughs> why would you say it? 
that's what because he told me to say it <laughs> so i had to try it and it worked Listen, but my but point of what i'm saying is that it is a norm like it's but, but i'm it is more it's normal but it's here's the thing it's not okay when i say it's normal i think that the response it's 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 similar to how y'all say smd we all like we all like well some people might you should understand smd then you should understand it no 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 because the reason i don't understand it is because i think that more girls want that than they allude to i don't think that there are men like yeah i want people to tell me smd regularly i don't think that's how it goes that's what i'm saying so right but either way i think that spitting universally can cause a fight and this last thing i'll say on this saying smd i remember i was in chicago when i was playing basketball i was probably like 13 14 and they said it out there and they when this when i was younger i was like oh y'all just i I remember thinking myself like oh this is a different state they have different words out here and it's funny because a word out there if i said something like yo you mad buns you might get killed over there for saying that and i don't even it, it was such a that was the first time i've ever seen like a word not be carried across state lines like oh no you you can say whatever you want over there like oh no let me not say that you can say a different phrase over there but that for me it just made me think damn i don't know what phrase is not to say over here mm. so i'm just not gonna say i'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm chilling i'm just playing i was like wow so you chilling right well what you what you mean you chilling bro what you mean by that what you mean you, you chilling for real or you chilling i'm like bro i don't even know am i chilling <laughs> I'm, am i billing i don't know what did i say that i use a c i don't know what i don't know what it is out here um but yeah so i think that was something that was uh interesting um all right episode playback so i was talking about wholesaling i had a i had a guy uh shout out to him he wrote me a deal it was four land properties under contract um in north carolina south carolina in charlotte wherever that is at and he has some good number there's some decent numbers as far as the 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 other comps but i don't really know how land works like that i have family out there who who does um commercial investing like he, he buys commercial properties and things like that and builds commercial properties from the ground up i'm like oh this should be a home run easy you know knock this down out the park send it to him he's been telling me he gonna check it out hasn't checked it out he's gonna check it out hasn't checked it out and at this point this goes back to my whole thing of knowing who to work with and it kind of sucks because it just it, it annoys me where it's just like i wish people would just be more forward with things um because when things like this happen and then i have the house happening right before i'm already traumatized so at any point that somebody is playing to I, you don't have to even say yes to it you can say no nah, it's not for me but don't say i'm gonna go to it check it out never respond like don't say nothing back don't ignore the text messages just don't do it. that to me that's i don't like that um and tiktok i think that tiktok is meant to be i think tiktok and short form content is not meant to be profitable i think it's meant to break down the attention span that's what i think the purpose of it is i don't think that it tiktok is, is a sustainable long-term business model but i think that it's very effective in breaking down attention span because it's so short and quick um and honestly that could be very valuable to somebody else so if a if a country wanted to destroy another country and they bought a, a weapon that could break down the attention span of a whole entire country that's pretty valuable 
Like you would print some dollars to keep that that thing running, right? So that's what I think that a lot of these short form content is for. And I think it's funny too because Melissa was telling me that TikTok is now increasing there's like the the video duration of the the duration of their videos. And personally, this is my assumption, this is what I think. I think that TikTok is the only platform right now that has the ability to compete with YouTube in terms of video. Um, which would be a very scary thing. If you if if TikTok was able to start making eight minute videos, ten minute videos, and you could put ads on there, but that's another thing too. I feel like with TikTok, the videos don't allow for ads because of the way that they're uh, edited. I feel like they're edited to be very quick pace, and I feel like that takes away from how people would make their content. I guess they just make different kind of content. Mm, I do. I do agree with you that like, excuse me, typically. They do one. In the middle of it? No, like a one, like app ad, if that makes sense. So like as soon as you open the app, it'll be one ad. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it'll be like you scroll through it. I think for it to be like an in-video ad, that wouldn't work good for their platform. I feel like that would make it like any other platform. Right. And you, I think people would use it less. Because like people, in the first three seconds, people go, okay, don't want to watch this video. And I don't, and we talk about this all the time. I don't think people are going to other channels to find stuff to watch. I feel like for YouTube, you go on there with the intention of like you, you find a person, you watch, they'll show you a video through the algorithm. Then you will go to that person's page on YouTube and go, oh, I like their stuff. I'm going to go watch their videos and catch up with them on Instagram, whatever. I feel like on TikTok, it's more like we talk about every week. Algorithm shows you everything. There is. We don't want you going nowhere else. We want you just watch the videos that we show you and stay on this main feed. It's funny. Um, I forgot who sent me the video. It's, it might have been Brittany or Ariel. I can't remember. But either way, it, the video that they sent me touched on that. Where they were, he, she, he was talking about the girl um, that had was at the TikTok convention that didn't have anyone show up. And he was saying that TikTok mm. is not an app for community. Like community based app where he was like, if you want to ride or die fan base, go to YouTube. Yeah, not TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. Not TikTok because TikTok doesn't put the focus on the creators, it puts the focus on the app. The app mm-hmm. Right. Whereas YouTube puts more focus on the creators. Right. And I think that they, and that's why I don't like about TikTok, about the short form on YouTube, is they're trying to do that now. Like, and I don't know if they know that this is happening. And I honestly, well, this is what I said earlier. I think that TikTok and not t- well TikTok and short form content right now is meant to just break down attention span. However, from a business standpoint, I don't think that's smart for YouTube unless they have ulterior motives. So to add that on there, either they're just really dumb or they are trying to they have ulterior motives because there's there yeah, people will be addicted to it, but I I say this time and time again. Just because somebody uses something doesn't make it a good product. And that's what people don't understand. Like, it goes back to YouTube videos, certain videos that get a lot of views. There used to be videos of people getting their head cut off. It might get millions of views. Does that mean like, oh yeah, bro, we got to make some content, cut people's heads off now. Let's go on the street. Cause No, that's, that, no. People who sell crack. A lot of money's made from crack. That don't mean, yeah, bro, we should all now sell crack because people are buying it. And that's what TikTok and short form content is like. Yeah, just because they have abused our attention span so much that we have to become addicted to this app or to whatever the thing is it means that yeah this is good for their business model it's not like and i i will go on to here's the thing if i go on on youtube and i'm scrolling on the on the shorts and i don't watch 
any videos with ads in it, how does that benefit y'all? It, from a financial standpoint, it doesn't. Me being on the app longer does not matter if you cannot sell money off of that time. It don't matter. If I'm on the app for 10 hours straight, but you don't sell me no ad, why? What's the point of this? Because it's like, sure, you have the people. How do you, how you reaching them? And isn't that the same problem? I feel like, like what Twitter has something like that. You're right. That's part, that's part of the issue. They don't know how to monetize it. Right. So, yeah, I feel like YouTube has a good thing. Yes, they YouTube is the goat, and they are fucking up by doing this stupid shit. Um, and they, they're trying to push it so hard because they think it's it just goes back to chase everybody that's what they're doing and keep doing it. But either way, so I guess the last thing I guess I'll talk about is I don't know. I guess I ask you this. So you had said that you have multiple uh, humans with penises try to make music with you. Okay. What what is the history of that? Because I feel like you alluded to like it going south, but I don't think you explained why that may happen. Like, or what the history of that was. Do you remember the time that it went south, and if if it did, and why? Um, first person, the first person I actually made music with, I was actually kind of talking to him at the time, so I wouldn't really count that. Um second person that had asked me it's a balance and when it comes to comfortability of asking for certain things mm-hmm. so it's kind of like if i'm not really familiar with you like that like i know you maybe because you were on my campus or at my school at some point or maybe we worked at a job together at some point so it's like yes i've met you in person but i don't really know you like that like, we haven't been on the phone we haven't really been in each other's space directly like that mm, okay. so to kind of have to go from me knowing of you as a person to now the first thing the first step is like okay now how can we get into close quarters and work on this thing is a is a very i feel like hard to it's hard to it's hard to um to pull off kind of mm-hmm. when it comes to especially if like especially being a guy yeah so for me i'll be extra cautious extra cautious because if i go to let's say let's say you suggest that we go to your house to, to do this music and whatever and something happens to me while I'm at your house people are gonna be like well you should have known <laughs> you, like, you should have known <laughs> so it's just like wanting to put the, and then from the guy's perspective they probably like I ain't for me to like that you just but like he was trying to fuck from day one but it's just it's just like I said to, to have to bridge that gap so quickly it, it's weird where it's like, okay, if I agree to go to your house, where are we going to be? A basement? Is it a big basement? No, my bedroom. On my bed. Uh, right. Is it in your closet? Like My bed. We, no, no. My bed. How are we doing this? And it's like, sure, I can ask these questions, mm-hmm. but did we ever, like, I have my own equipment. Did we ever talk about me using my own equipment? No, you got to come to my house ever? and get on my bed so I can sing the song on the bed. That's how we make music on my bed. So like I said, this was, this was the first time where someone has asked to do it actually kind of made steps towards it and then also like yeah immediately it wasn't like yeah let's let's, let's have sex meet up oh, and oh. get this done okay got you okay because i wasn't sure i remember you because you had said like you had ran into issues kind of with guys like that and i was just kind of curious because we never really talked about it that much it's kind of like like a lot of t- like i said a lot of times people have home studios and i have my own home studio i mm-hmm. have nothing against that it's just weird it's in your bed I mean, you got a boom mic. It's in my room. Yeah. <laughs> right, like, this is what I have. No, not that boom mic. You got another boom mic. Sir, you got the. Sir, you got sir. the. They got. See? The, <laughs> See? <laughs> 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 
You got talk. You got talk into it. Right. Yeah. Come sing into this boom mic. You know. You feel me? So. Yeah. Yeah. You just scroll down. Um. So a lot of topics that not a lot, but some of the stuff I want to talk about. I'll bring it up next week. Um. We will be back here next Tuesday. You can find all the behind the scenes content on our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray. D O N I V A N G R A Y. And my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend Anita Byrne. A N E T A B U R N. Okay. You know what it is. Hashtag Bamboo Project 2022. My contractor called me earlier. I gotta call him back. Uh, and with that being said, Bamboo Project out. <laughs>